Watch the news for five minutes. Walk down your street for 10 minutes. Read the internet for two seconds. Look around. The world has changed. What if you were brave enough to just leave it? One man is that brave, and he's taken his family with him. This is the boat plan. Aaron Corral has had enough. He's got a 1977 45-foot sailboat. And in October of 2024, his wife, his three children, and their two dogs are saying, see ya. Bye-bye. Goodbye. You'll hear about it every step of the way right here. And now, your host, Aaron Corral. Welcome back, ladies and gents, boys and girls. It is Aaron Carell, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about the logistics of what it looks like to sail around the world in a sailboat. And to be honest, I really have no idea because I've never done it, but I've done lots of research, probably listened to hundreds of hours of podcasts, watched numerous YouTube videos, and read endless internet data and forums, etc. So, when people think about sailing around the world on a sailboat, uh, some of the reactions I get are, so you're just going to like circle around in the ocean forever? Or, I don't think a lot of people conceptualize what it really means. Everything I've understood to this point is 80, 90% of the time, we're actually not going to be sailing at all. You're going to be tied up to a dock, or what we'll probably be doing is anchored in a bay somewhere because that doesn't cost any money. And then the boat is simply your home that you use to move around the world to go explore different places. So the sailing aspect of the whole thing, while it is a significant thing, is doesn't really happen as much as you might initially expect. From an actual sailing around the world planning is basically a safe way to do it and a not so safe way to do it. We're going to do the safe way to do it. And I'm basically just going to copy what thousands of other people have done uh, going way back in time. And from a basic, simplistic terms, we're going to follow the trade winds. We're going to stay in the more middle latitudes of the earth. And you're going to only sail certain parts of the world during certain seasons, i.e. not during hurricane season. And by doing that, you can really, from everything I've been told, eliminate 
to as much of an extent as possible the chance of running into some crazy storm. From our California starting position, that means we would sail out of the Golden Gate of San Francisco and we're gonna hug the coast and sail south towards Mexico. And to get into a little more detail what that would look like, uh, I'm gonna copy what I did with this other guy when on his boat uh, crewed for them. We left out of the Golden Gate on a Friday morning, lost sight of land, turned south, and on Sunday evening, anchored in this beautiful little cove at San Miguel Island, which is part of the Channel Islands off Ventura. From there, we could stay however many days we want, and then when we're ready to cross over to mainland US, it's a day sail to Ventura. We could hang out there for X amount of days. At that point, I flew home for that trip. After Ventura, hop down to the other Channel Islands or the Los Angeles area, and basically hop down the coast until you're in San Diego. So for our plan, major weather window purposes, we're gonna leave October 2024 and be in San Diego by middle, end of October. Come November 1st, there's a huge rally of boats that leave San Diego all together and they've been doing this for multiple years, called the Baja Haha Rally. I think we'll join that. And then together with that whole fleet of boats, you sail down the coast of Mexico, and you end up in Cabo November 15th. And so that's the initial plans for the journey. Continuing on, um, you have a couple options. One, which is I think what we might do at this point, hang out, see a Cortez in Mexico for the next till like June. It's supposed to be beautiful there. It's their non-cyclone season. And you can just sail around all the islands, explore the ports, and check out Mexico. Another option is if you want to cross the Pacific, Everybody pretty much leaves around March. And you could either leave from Cabo, or a lot of people leave from La Cruz, which is mainland Mexico. But they all follow the same basic path, and they sail westward with the trade winds until they get to Marquesas Islands, which is part of French Polynesia. Once there, you have till I believe it's September to get out of the Pacific because that's their non-typhoon typhoon season. So about six months, hop along all these gorgeous islands in the Pacific, including the Tuamotus, which are all atolls out there, um, the Cook Islands, Society Islands, Tahiti. And at this point, I think the plan would be get south to New Zealand. Park the boat there for six months, spend six months exploring New Zealand, which would be awesome. I've been there before, it's such a beautiful country. 
wait for cyclone season to pass. And then you could sail up to Fiji, across to New Caledonia, uh, Australia. Australia, up to Papua New Guinea, Indonesia, Thailand. And then from there, you basically have a couple options. You're now in the Indian Ocean. You could either head, hop along the coast of India, and then get into the Suez Canal, and you're going to end up in the Mediterranean, which I'd love to do. A little political unrest in that area, though. A lot of people instead go south, hit Madagascar, which would also be awesome, and then go around the Cape, uh, Cape Horn, I believe it is, in Africa. That would be one of the more challenging parts of the whole sailing trip right there. Uh, weather at that, those latitudes can be a lot more finicky and a lot more unpredictable. But people do it. After sailing around Africa, uh, across the Atlantic, stop in St. Helena, I believe. It's a small island in the middle of nowhere in the Atlantic. And then you could make your way over to the Caribbean. Once you're in the Caribbean, if you just wanted to circumnavigate, you could cross the Panama Canal and you'd basically be done. Or you could scoot up north a little bit to Bermuda, hop over to the Azores, and get over to Europe. But either way, that is the very basic route that I've seen so many people take and follow um, because it's generally safe. It's easy. If you get up towards the North Pole, the Arctic, things get a little sketchier. A lot more difficult, a lot more unpredictable weather, bigger seas, but this is the beaten path where everybody goes the same direction. And after I realized that everybody kind of did the same thing, it just made the whole thought process of this sailing journey uh, seem much more attainable in my mind. And then it wasn't such a big daunting task on you know, how to pull this off. You just break it down into small sections you know other people have done it, and you're following in their footsteps. So for us, uh, mission one, get down the coast of California, then get into Mexico, and then you're in Mexico. And then from there, the great thing is, you're on a boat, and really you can just decide to do whatever you want. And I cannot wait till that is our situation. So that's it for today's episode. I think next week we'll go into how we chose the boat we bought, uh, different types of boats, and yeah, why we chose our Fuji 45 as a sailboat to take us around the world.
Later, guys. Bye. You've been listening to The Boat Plan. In October of 2024, Aaron, his wife, their three kids, and two dogs will board a 1977 45-foot sailboat and become off the grid. Getting out into the world, seeing the world, living life, and you get to hear about it every step of the way right here. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If so, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram, YouTube, and at the webpage, all at The Boat Plan. Till we meet again, sail away from the safe harbor. Catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore. Dream. Discover. See you next time on The Boat Plan.